Welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, where we bring you simple tips and techniques from around the globe to help practical people deal with extraordinary experiences. And now, your favorite scientist, shaman, and sacred clown, and also the show's host, Janine Bolin. Hey, welcome to the Practical Mystic Show, brought to you by yours truly, Janine Bolin and the Eight Gates. This is the show where we integrate the world of mysticism into everyday life, and we use, do that by using tips, tricks, and techniques, not only of the ancient masters, but also the modern millennials who are kind of turning things around for us and bringing in new information. If you think you've gone crazy and if you think you see things and hear things and feel things that other people around you don't, well, this is the show for you. This is where we have guests like today's guest, Carrie Roy, joining us from New Orleans. Oh, it's wonderful to have this Louisiana woman here with us. She helps people like you. What I wanted to share with you about Carrie is the fact that for like 20 years, she has been a psychic and a medium who has literally helped thousands of people from all over the world. She has been honored by the Travel Channel, BBC America, and I've seen Fox News, and not only is she proudly based in this beautiful and gorgeous city of New Orleans, but she's just thrilled to be with us today. The Practical Mystic Show is brought to you by Psychic Readings by Patty. Have you ever wondered about your loved ones on the other side? Are they proud of you, sending you subtle signs at peace? With Psychic Readings by Patty, you can connect with those loved ones and bring spiritual awareness into your life. Patty has been reading professionally for 17 years, and she offers readings in person, over the phone, by email, text, and even through Skype and Facebook Messenger. Patty delivers honest and compassionate psychic medium readings, as well as spiritual guidance and grief counseling. To find out more or to book a reading, visit PsychicReadingsByPatty.com. Thank you, and welcome back. Carrie, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's wonderful to have you from lovely New Orleans. It's lovely in New Orleans today, and it's great to be with you, Janine, and all of your listeners. Thanks so much. I, I was thinking back. We've known each other for three years since we met at that conference. Yeah, we met in Louisiana. Yep, yeah, we sure did. I just remember how taken I was with you, and it took a while to get you on the show. But now that you're here, it's it's wonderful. So, uh, oh, and thank much you further. so much. It's my pleasure. Oh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I really just want to get into the meat of things and help our uh, people out. So, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the New Orleans psychic. That's just amazing. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm from New Orleans, which, you know, right there is a very mystical thing. And I am born into a family. My mother was a medium and a psychic. Um, My grandfather was a numerologist and astrologer. He was also an engineer and very sciencey, but he really appreciated astrology and numerology and understood that there was something different about his daughter, my mother, and then my mother recognized that there was something different in me. And so I grew up in an environment where spirituality, um, spiritualism, mysticism was something that was very everyday. My mother conducted seances. She did readings. I grew up with that. She talked to people who were departed. I grew up with that being normal. And I didn't really think much of it. And then I started showing abilities when I was a younger girl that my mother recognized. 
and she cultivated in me like a pearl, she used to say. It was really a wonderful childhood where we would do dream interpretations at the breakfast table. If I had a question, my mother would throw a deck of I don't use tarot cards, but um, my mother was a tarot card reader. And if there was a question that you needed answered, you could always go to my mother and have her throw the cards on it. I mean, that was just standard for me. It isn't really what I thought of doing as a profession. My father was an opera singer. Uh, My mother was also a gifted singer, but my father was an opera singer, and I was going to go into the music business, not as an opera singer, but I wanted to pursue a career in music, and it very quickly became evident to me that I needed to follow the family tradition and go down the path of mysticism and spirituality, and so I went to university, and then I traveled. I went to where my mother's people come from in Switzerland. There's a where Swiss gypsy on my mother's side. I traveled all through England, and I studied a lot of uh, spirituality at sacred sites over there, and traveled a bunch, and then came back home to New Orleans, and we are the most spiritual place really in the country. I don't care what anybody says, New Orleans got it going on. Well, well, after the last several years and what has occurred, yes, the city is incredibly courageous, and yes, you do have quite a bit to be very proud of. Well, and we have, we are steeped in tradition. You know, we have the cities of the dead. Our cemeteries are like cities of the dead. We've been through disaster upon disaster upon disaster. We're resilient. We're haunted. We've got so much spiritual energy going on here. Some people say that it's, you know, because of the mighty Mississippi and the power of the river. Other people think that there's aliens under Lake Pontchartrain. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, I mean, Anne Rice said her books here for a reason. We are just dripping in mystery and mysticism. And so it's a great place. I, I knew I was psychic. I knew I was a medium. And I tell people that I use my intuition to know that what my career path was, was to do this as a gig, you know, to turn this into what it is that I did. My life work, you know, is to do this. And different events occurred in my life and put me on that path. But no, no event more so than being from New Orleans. I mean, it's just something that is very accepted here. We are just wide open to, again, mysticism, spirituality, mystery, soul. So I think I'm so fortunate to be, you know, come from the background that I've had uh, to be in the city where I am and to do what it is that I do. I, I just think I'm a perfect, uh, lucky combination of things. And I've been able to really touch the lives of a lot of people being in New Orleans because people come from all over the world to New Orleans. I've met so many wonderful people throughout, you know, my career in doing this. And it's, yeah, I've been doing it quite a long time. And I have met so many wonderful people and seen so many wonderful lives and, you know, connected on deep, deep levels with people from all walks of life from all over the world. And I just think I'm the luckiest person in the world. (laughs) 
I always love it when we can do what our passion is, when we can make a living at what our passion is. And it sounds like that's what you're doing. I do have a question for you, though. I would love to hear what is your definition between, say, somebody who's psychic versus a Mm -hmm. medium versus uh, readings. We throw around a lot of lingo in the metaphysical community. And if somebody's new to it, it can be quite overwhelming. And so if you would kind of give us a a little bit of a rundown according to your perspective. Well, a medium is really just communicating with people who have departed. That's it. That's what a medium does. A medium connects with loved ones who have crossed over and acts as a a medium to bring that message across, that information across that one needs to hear to have resolve and peace after the passing of someone. So that's the service of a medium. A medium is who you connect with when you want to connect with people who have passed away. Psychic is romance, finance, career, health, family. I call those the big five. Everybody wants to know about them. We want to know what the dynamics are of those areas in our life, in the present, in the future, and that's what a psychic does. A psychic looks at relationships, career, again, family, all types of interactions that we have, and a psychic will look at that and give you kind of a heads up to opportunities that are coming your way in those areas and how best to maneuver Again, romance, finance, career, health, family, those seem to be the the center of every reading that I've ever done psychically. That's the core of what we want to know about. Um, And a psychic can look at that and tell you the dynamics of all the relationships, the best strategies to use to get the outcomes that are the most desirable for you, who and what and where to look out for so that you can maximize, again, opportunities come to us every day. Which ones should you pay attention to? Which ones shouldn't you pay attention to? You know, door number one, door number two. You know, what's the best path? And I think that's what a psychic does. And readings are just sitting with a psychic or a medium and having that experience. We use the term reading, and that is just the time one spends sitting with a psychic or a medium focused on either of those endeavors. I do both. I'm a psychic and a medium. Not every medium is a psychic. Not every psychic is a medium. I just happen to be both. Right. There are many gifted people out there, and what I have enjoyed being able to share with folks is that in the metaphysical community, if you hear the word psychic, I prefer the term mystics just because of the sheer cultural diversity that I work with. But psychic for if you're in North America, it's like saying you're a doctor. You know, it's like you could be a family doctor, a cardiologist, you work only with the sure. lungs, neurosurgeon. Sure. It's like it has become that specialized. And so yeah. thank you for helping define not only what a medium and a psychic is, but also then defining the things that we want to know. The questions regarding romance, relationships, finance, career, and family, the big five, as you call them, those have been the same big questions that were asked of the oracles in Greece. And so sure. that has been some of the fun things that I enjoy doing is going back and doing history on it due to my scientific background. But Oh, as uh, do I. As do I. Yeah. Know yeah. thyself. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very, yeah, I'm a nerd. <laughs> I, I I often say I'm like one of the least woo-woo psychics that you ever want to meet. Um, I'm very down to earth about it, and yeah. I'm a I'm a science nerd too. So I think yep. all the answers will ultimately end up in science. 
Well, so if you don't mind, uh, share with us a little bit about folks who maybe are hearing bumps in the night or folks who are starting to see auras around people. I, I get a lot of emails on folks whose gifts are starting to, as you and I like to say, come online. You know, they're starting to come online. They're starting to have these experiences. Nobody in their family knows what's going on or can guide them. So is there some advice that you can give folks that are starting to understand that they have gifts that are extrasensory? Well, the first thing I want to do to them is to welcome them, you know, to the world in which those of us who know we have them live in because it's an interesting world. It's not easy. It is a gift uh, without question. It is a blessing without question, but it isn't easy. And there are a lot of people waking up these days and feeling very sensitive and very, gosh, there's a lot of anxiety going on now. I mean, it's my business. I read people all day and I see that uh, there are a lot of people that are waking up. I want to welcome them. I want to let them know that it's okay to be different. A lot of times we question our sanity during those times, and I like to let them know that you can't be really selectively delusional. Either you're delusional or you're not. And so if you're having like knowings and weird things that are happening, you're questioning your own sanity because you're sane. Crazy people don't ask if they're crazy, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's so, a good one. <laughs> like, you know, give yourself a little bit of a break on that. The other thing I say is tune in. You know, um, the most important thing for somebody who's recognizing that they perhaps are extrasensory, as I like to call it, tune into that. Pay attention to that. Acknowledge that. Get a journal. Start to meditate. Like, if the light is flickering, like, turn it up. Pump up the volume on yourself. If you find that, you know, don't try to dial it down. Try to dial it up. Right. I feel so a lot of times when they're waking up, you know, when, when we're waking up and we're having any kind of acknowledgement that there may be something more to this than this, you know, whether right. that's intuitive or medium or however you want to perceive the metaphysical world, right? You have to really pay attention to it. You have to go all in. That's so a good way of I, putting it, to go yeah. all in on something. Yeah. yeah. You, you can't play around the it. edges. Yes, that's correct. Just jump into no, the Yeah, no, if you're starting to feel that rumble of, again, something other than this reality, you know, take time, tune in, figure it out. Everybody has something going on. We all have an intuitive sense. Everybody has it. Every single one of us has that. I think ultimately it's all going to come down to how our brains are structured. And I think I have a brain anomaly that makes my perception of time and space different than other people's. I think that I am very fluid. Something is very fluid about the way I process information. And I think some people are more rigid, but I feel that every single person, if they honestly ask themselves, if they have not had experiences that just, you can't say anything other than it, like, wow, that was weird. <laughs> you know, we've all had those moments, like, wow, that was strange. You know, what, what happened? How did that happen? Those little aha moments. You know, I don't care whether it's you seeing 11-11 on your clock or, you know, having a dream that everybody's had something. I so agree. I feel everybody's got it. But if you're really feeling the rumble of that within you, you need to heed it. And start paying attention to it and embrace it. 
I learned everything that I could possibly. I mean, I've been studying this stuff for decades. I've been involved in the mystical world, the metaphysical world, since I was knee-high to a grasshopper, as they say down here. You know, I've been drenched in this stuff. And you have to learn everything you can about who you are. If you feel like you're psychic and you're having psychic experiences, learn everything that you can about that. So when you mentioned journaling and meditating, um, some of these things have been so used not only by the medical community, but have been, you know, people almost see them as like, take two aspirin and call me in the morning. You know, it's just almost like a brush off comment, but you don't mean it that way. You're no, I don't. About no, that, I don't. Right, right. I mean, it so would like you dive, a, you know? dive a little deeper into that if you don't mind kind of, if I'm a newbie and I'm just coming online and I want to journal and somebody said meditate, meditation you know. really is what blew it all open for me. I started doing meditation in the early eighties. I would volley between Tibetan and Zen at that point. And that's really what cracked me open. I mean, you know, this is the stuff that you really need to do for yourself if you want to hear that intuitive voice that lives within you. You have to quiet the world outside of you. It's a requirement. It's a prerequisite. Meditation is a prerequisite. It's not a blow-off. It's a prerequisite. You got to do it. It's what works. It's what's worked since time began. I minored in theology. You can search every single religious practice out there. Meditation is a part of it for a reason. And then with the journaling, what is it that you... And with journaling, um, journaling is taking what's inside and bringing it into the outside world. This is what makes the connection as above, so below. You know, this is what connects the intuitive self to the tangible world. It's all well and good that you're having all of these interesting feelings and thoughts and sensitivities and all this stuff going on inside of you. But how that's going to work for you in the outside world. And that's why you start journaling. So that you can take and build a bridge from your intuitive self to be able to use that in some tangible way in the outside world. Excellent. Journaling also works to acknowledge that part of yourself. Let's say you're at a party and you're trying to talk to somebody. You've been walking up and trying to start a conversation with this person throughout the whole party and they're not paying attention to you. Eventually, you're just going to walk away. And that's your intuitive self. You know, so you want to affirm those intuitive feelings. You want to recognize those intuitive feelings. You want to acknowledge those intuitive feelings so they'll keep coming back to talk to you. And journaling does that too. You know, again, it makes it, takes it from the outside and makes it real. Okay. I'm taking notes here. I enjoy taking notes from folks like yourself who help educate us and move us forward. And speaking of moving forward, we're headed into March and springtime. And when we had chatted earlier about what month to bring you on the show, you were very amenable to showing up in March. What would you like to tell us about this next phase, this next season we're getting ready to Well, who doesn't like spring, right? It's like (laughs) chocolate. You know, I mean, it's just spring is such a great energy. I feel that there are a lot of us who have been going through this kind of rebirthing and spring is the best time to really, you know, use that energy and 
use it to kind of push us forward. And so the beauty of spring and the spring equinox and everything that's going on is it it really is a, a rebirthing. And I think that we can use the powers and the energies of nature to catapult our own personal growth. And so opportunities like the spring equinox to, you know, look into your life and see you know, what areas do you want to become reborn in? What do you want to get rid of? What do you want to shed? Almost like a butterfly getting ready to come out. What are you ready to leave behind so that you can fly lighter and leaner into the light? You know, Um, this is the time to do it. It's a very powerful time. Everything is starting to stir within. The grass is stirring within the ground. The animals are starting to, you know, show there'll be lots of little baby animals running around soon. I mean, this is the time. This is the time for growth. And so I feel that we can use that. Each of us personally will have our own little rebirthing story to tell. You know, what's going on in my life right now may not be the same area in your life, you know, that needs rebirthing and everybody else has their own story. So, you know, what is the area of your life right now? What are you really trying to accomplish? What is germinating within you now? If nothing is germinating in you now, now is a great time to plan it. Take stock of yourself, like stand up and feel like what in you, what in your life story right now is weighing you down? Now is a good time to shed that. And as I look at the clock, I want to make sure we don't make you late for your next appointment. So can you let folks know how can people get a hold of you and if they want to learn more? I can be reached at NewOrleansPsychic.com. Very simple, very easy. Yep, (laughs) NewOrleansPsychic.com. I love your website. After meeting with you and everything several years ago, signed up for your, it's called the Psychic Insider. And usually published about once a month. Yeah, yeah, I love your yeah. newsletter. It's and you can Thank opt in you on so that. Much. <laughs> no problem. As well as uh, find out if you are ever anywhere near New Orleans, I highly recommend that you meet up with Carrie and uh, get into. And not only with. that, I also offer phone readings. There you go. So all if, that if you're not in New Orleans and you find you want a little taste of New Orleans, you can do that via phone. As well. uh, I do in person if you're in New Orleans and phone if you're not. And so with that, I also want to encourage people to go ahead and give Carrie a call if they have any questions. She's an excellent medium as well as can help you with the big five, romance, relationships, finance, family and career questions that you might have, especially if you're one of those folks that are starting to wake up to your own processes. And I thank you very much, Carrie, for taking time out of your incredibly busy schedule to give me a whopping 30 minutes to talk to you. Oh, no, it was wonderful. It was my pleasure. It really was. I I really enjoyed it. And uh, sending out love to everybody out there on the waves. Thank you so much. And to our listeners, I say have a great day, everyone. Stay grounded here on planet Earth while you continue to reach for those stars. This has been the Practical Mystic Show with Janine Bolin. For show notes, resources, and more, visit the8gates.com. Thanks for listening.